Welcome to the Doggy Dan Podcast Show, helping you unleash the greatness within your dog. Hello and welcome everybody. I'm Doggy Dan from the online dogtrainer.com video website. Thanks ever so much for tuning into this podcast show number 12, which is called What They Don't Tell You at Puppy Training. Now, it's going to be a fascinating podcast if you've got a puppy especially. Um, If you're interested in puppy training, it'll also be interesting because what I'm really trying to do is, well, I don't want to say turn the world of puppy training and puppy schools upside down, but certainly get a bit of a refocus on some of the important stuff. Um, look, the show notes for what I'm talking about here can be found at doggydan.com forward slash show 12 or go to doggydan.com and do a search. So let's just touch on what's coming up very briefly. First of all, I'm going to have a look at some of the pop, the problems with puppy classes, uh, at the minute. Then we're going to have a look at the four key areas that should be covered off in puppy training. And unfortunately, there's a lot of focus in one of these areas and not enough in probably the most important area of all. Then we're going to have a look at options for socializing your puppy, which is really important. And then fourthly, we're going to have a look at you know, a one-stop puppy training shop. It's my puppy training program, and I'm going to just go through it, what, how it's available to you right now. And if you're interested, you can take a look at it. So, let's get started. First of all, the puppies that I'm talking about, uh, they range from sort of eight weeks old, I'd say, up to about six months old. Even though puppies are still officially puppies at seven months old and eight months old, once they hit that eight-month-old mark, or between six and eight months old, they're really young adult dogs, I would say. I mean, they're old, much older puppies. I'm talking about those initial sort of four, five, six months Um, So it's puppy preschool, it's the first puppy classes that I run in in establishments. And look, I do run puppy classes myself, so I'm not against puppy classes. I think puppy classes are brilliant when they're run correctly. Um, My classes, I'd have to say, though, are slightly different from your usual ones, as I'm going to point out in a second, because the focus that I put is very different from sort of the traditional focus um, which is is all about you know a lot of command work, and this is one of the big problems that the focus is in the wrong area. Let's just take a step back though. Thirty years ago, forty years ago, there were hardly any, if any, puppy schools, puppy classes. Dogs didn't really go to puppy classes, and yet we had all these lovely little dogs running around the place. I. I haven't got any stats on it exactly, but I'm pretty sure we probably had fewer dog behavioral issues, probably fewer dog attacks. We had a lot of dogs. There was far fewer rules. If you think back 20, 30, 40 years ago, you know, dogs were wandering around the streets. There was, there was often packs of dogs just wandering around together. They used to hang out in the street. There weren't that many rules about it. Nowadays, you know, we've got all these puppy classes, and yet things haven't really seemed to have improved. And you've got to ask the question, are we doing something wrong? Are we missing the point? And I think the answer is an absolute resounding yes, that actually what's happening is there is way too much focus at most puppy schools on the basic commands, sit, stay, all that sort of stuff. You know, people ring up, they want to learn how to, you know, they ask me at puppy training, are we going to learn how to do tricks, high-five, roly-poly, all that sort of stuff. And this isn't the most important thing to learn, but it's what we're sort of being trained to expect puppy classes to be training, all these commands. Of course, I do train some commands. Some commands are far more important to learn than other ones. 
But commands are so much so easy to, to train later on. What we really need to be doing is learning the important stuff, which is going to keep your puppy safe at, you know, 16 weeks old, 20 weeks old, five months old, a year old, two years old. Because it's just as important that your dog doesn't develop serious issues at one year old or two years old as it is that they don't develop issues at six months old. And yet so much of the puppy training that is taught is only interested in sort of your puppy from zero to five or six months. Most puppy schools don't seem to care what happens to your puppy beyond that. Or if they do, they don't seem to have the important information available to make sure you know how to sort out some of those issues. And that's what I want to touch on. What is the important stuff you really need to be putting in place or should be putting in place now? If I was being cynical, I'd suggest that a lot of these puppy training centers and schools are only giving you a little bit of information, so you have to come back later and do, you know, puppy training advanced and obedience training and then advanced obedience training to get all the really important stuff later on. However, I don't actually think that's the case. A lot of the time, people, dog trainers, don't actually have the information that people need, and so they can't give it. They can't pass that information on. And also, Puppy owners can only take in a few points, a few pieces of information at any one time. So, you you know, people get overloaded with information. And if you go for an hour's training, it's very easy to come away thinking, gosh, there's just so much trying to remember there. So a lot of it is is missed out, left out, and uh, it's never it's never actually passed on to the to puppy owners. You see, my concern with a lot of puppy classes is that people are turning up there with their little puppies and it's the only piece of sort of a, a structured training that they're going to get. And they're expecting to get the best information. They're expecting to get the important stuff. And it's absolutely completely missed out of the curriculum, effectively. People spend $100, $150 for sort of four classes or five evenings once a week for five weeks, pay 150 bucks. And at the end of it, you know, a lot of people have learned very little. Their puppies can maybe do a sit, uh, maybe a bit of a recall sometimes, but, you know, they'll then kind of tell me, because I work with these people, you know, at six months old, they tell me this is all they've learned. And they say, you know, but at the end of the day, you could do a sit before we went to puppy school. And I stop and sometimes think, well, what have you actually learned in five weeks? You've spent five hours, five weeks, you spent $150, and uh, they've learnt very little indeed. So there you have it. That is my concern or the problem with puppy classes as I see it. That is very much a very short-term thing, which doesn't really give people the information that they need to raise these puppies into wonderful dogs. So, what should be covered off? Well, the four key areas that should be covered off. First of all, the most important thing, and this is the bit which is 90% of the time is completely missed out and isn't even touched on is how to become the pack leader. And you might be thinking, but do you need to do that with puppies? Absolutely. Yes. Becoming the pack leader is something you want to start at the very, very beginning. You know, prevention is so much easier than cure. What I mean by that is it's so much easier to show your puppy that they're not in charge when they're eight weeks old, nine, ten weeks old, and you will never have all these issues that you will experience if you don't do that. Very often I work with dogs who are a year old, they're aggressive, and you think, gosh, I bet this was the most beautiful puppy who, had they been shown the right stuff when they were young, would never have turned out like this. So becoming the pack leader is is something you want to be doing from the very, very start. And it's becoming the pack leader has nothing to do with being aggressive or shouting or or uh, tapping your dog or smacking them or causing any pain or anything like that. It's 
you know, it's what your puppy's actually expecting. It's what happens in the wild. The alpha male, the alpha female in the wild, in the wolf pack, in a dog pack, would be in charge. They'd ultimately make the decisions. So many people don't understand this until their puppies, you know, maybe five months old and causing them all sorts of trouble, barking, jumping up, toileting in the wrong space and they uh, in the wrong place. And they think, why, why is all these puppy training problems happening? So much of it actually comes back down to the dog saying, the puppy saying, I'm in charge, I will do what I want. So becoming the pack leader, it's very simple stuff if you put it in at the very beginning. And it's the thing which makes the biggest difference to how many puppy problems you're going to have, how many dog behavioral issues you're going to have, the sort of relationship you'll have with your puppy or your dog, and uh, how, how much stress is going to be caused, how, how relaxed your dog's going to be, everything. And, and, you know, even things like command training, it's so much easier when you are the pack leader and you've done it from the very beginning and your dog doesn't know anything else. So that's the biggest thing. If there's one thing I would like to change in all puppy schools, puppy classes, puppy training, it's making sure that is one of the biggest parts of the curriculum. Now, I don't want to go into this too much now. I want to save it till later. But if you're not going to listen to much more of this podcast and you just want to get to the meat and get all the information that you could possibly get, then you can go to my video website, theonlinedogtrainer.com. And inside there, you'll find everything to do with becoming the pack leader. It's where I point everyone who attends my puppy classes. I point everyone there and say, look, you want all the answers? It's right here, available for you now. Put it in place with your eight-week-old puppies, your 10, 12-week-old puppies, and that's what I'm just uh, giving you now, access to that. Take a look. I think you'll find it absolutely invaluable. Anyway, I'll talk more about that later and what else is included in that uh, complete puppy training program. Now, the second key area uh, regarding puppy classes, puppy training, is socialization. And this is where puppy training, puppy schools, puppy classes can be absolutely fantastic because socializing your puppy at a very young age is absolutely brilliant, especially if it's done well. If it, when I say done well, I'm talking about your puppy having a good experience. I'm talking about your puppy turning out and maybe, maybe like at my classes, I have my older dog there, Peanut, who's 10 years old now. I have Moses, who's 18 months old. I have Inca, who's five years old. And all three of those dogs are pretty chilled out, laid back. Peanut lies in the middle of the um, classes and the little puppies come up to her and sometimes climb over her. And uh, if they're calm and friendly, she lets them do that. If they're a bit silly and out of control, she'll give them a little growl and tell them to calm down. Peanut is one of the best members of my puppy class, one of the most important members. She's like this holding energy. She's like this big, calm matriarch. And when she's there things are just an awful lot calmer. It's quite amazing. And all these videos and all these, I'm sorry, classes and things that I'm talking about, this puppy classes, stuff like this, this is the sort of stuff that I've actually caught on camera. And it's all inside the video website, um, theonlinedogtrainer.com, which I'm going to talk to you, talk, uh, chat a, bit, a little bit about later on. Socializing your puppy. Let's get back to socializing your puppy. The key thing about socialization is if you leave it too long, if you wait till your dog is sort of five months old and they haven't met any puppies, you know, four months old, five months old, it can be much harder for your puppy at five or six months old to be submissive and relax and inquisitive about other dogs when they meet them. So socialization is crucial. And this is where puppy training puppy school, puppy classes are, are just so, so fantastic. However, 
you do need to be aware and be careful that when you attend your puppy class, you want to have um, puppies there who are actually, you know, helping your puppy come out of their shell maybe or that if you've got a dominant or confident puppy, that they're not just running around, um, running riot and smashing other dogs up. You really want somebody running the class who understands when to step in and calm some of these overexcited dominant puppies down and how to encourage some of these more fearful, nervous puppies out of their shell. And sometimes if you don't have enough puppies there, you don't have the right balance. It can be quite tricky. Other times you've got classes which are maybe too big. And again, somebody doesn't really know how to balance that out because at the end of the day, with puppy socialization, you haven't got a whole load of well-trained, well-behaved, calm dogs. You've got a whole bunch of little energies a lot of them you know, don't really know what they're doing, don't really know how to behave. They've all got their own little issues. I mean, it's like having a whole bunch of little uh, preschoolers. They're not really sure how to behave around other adults. It's generally a lot easier as they get older to have sort of 10 children. They sort of know how to get on with each other compared to these little toddlers sort of things. So puppy socialization is incredibly important. I'm going to touch on it a little bit more later on, but just to say, yeah, if you've got the money and you can get your puppy to a puppy school, puppy training, public socialization, then do it. Just bear in mind that if there some of this other stuff isn't included, such as how to be the pack leader, you haven't really touched on the most important stuff of all because just because you've socialized your puppy, and this is the important bit at three months old, four, five, six months old, just because you've done that, it does not mean that your puppy is not going to become aggressive at one year old, one and a half. If you don't know what you're doing, it can still go absolutely pear-shaped. And that's what we can prevent so easily by becoming the pack leader. So socializing, that's the second key area. Look, jointly, I'd say, third key area, which is just as important as socialising, is sorting out puppy behavioural issues. And the reason I say it's just as important as socialising is because, basically, when your puppy is peeing on the floor and the carpet every day, you are just at your wit's end. When your puppy's jumping up at people and putting muddy paws on people at four, five, six months old, you can also be at your wit's end, and you really need to sort that sort of stuff out really quickly. So understanding how to sort out puppy behavioral issues is very important. Now, the problem or the issue that a lot of people have at puppy class, and I've experienced it myself, is everybody's sort of got a different behavioral issue. You have people who've got puppies who are toileting in the wrong place, barking excessively, um, whining and crying when they're left alone at night, digging in the garden, jumping up and putting muddy paws everywhere, all sorts of issues, biting, chewing, destructive behavior. And then every week, um, different issues turn up and people who had one problem one week don't have that problem anymore. They've got a new, new issue that puppy's pulling on the lead. And so it goes on and on. And you've only got a set amount of time, obviously in each class, and you can't cover off all these things in the sort of depth and detail that you want to. And that's why, you know, the video website that I've built, the online dog trainer.com video website is quite fantastic in that it allows you to go whenever you want to, to the puppy training section, go to behavioral issues, and there you'll find everything. You'll have videos and audios on toilet training, mouthing, jumping, chewing, biting, not coming when called, getting your puppy to walk on a lead, all that important stuff, excessive digging, submissive urination, it's all in there. As well as touching on all these issues, such as you know how to stop a dog from jumping or how to stop a puppy from mouthing, 
what the site also does, and this is what I tr- I talk to people and explain to people um, at my puppy classes, but it's not always easy to, to remember this stuff um, and apply it at the time when you need it, is the sort of tools and tricks and techniques that you can use throughout the life of your puppy, throughout the life of your dog, to gain control, to keep control of them, to change their behavior in a very calm, kind, and gentle way. You see, it's all very well being shown or have this explained to you, but unless it's actually happening um, to your puppy, you're not going to remember exactly what tool or technique to use. Now, on a video website where you can actually go there, click on that sort of problem, have a look at the tools and techniques that it talks about, have a look at those techniques. You can see me doing it. You can watch me working with a puppy that's mouthing or biting. And then you can watch me sort of putting that puppy into timeout or using a short line so I can catch a puppy who's maybe stealing slippers or, or that sort of thing or running away and not coming when called. And you can see me actually using that short line with a puppy during a consultation. And you can even see me working with puppies in the puppy class, breaking up these little puppy fights, and you can watch how I do it, how I use this technique I call the calm freeze, to calmly hold up two puppies apart, and then I let them go. And the the energy has totally transformed. So that's the thing about dealing with puppy issues. There's so much information, and not most of it doesn't apply to you. And when you need an answer, you need it right then and there. So that's where this video website, theonlinedogtrainer.com, is pretty far powerful because it gives you the ability to get the exact information that you need immediately when you need it and uh, sorts that issue out. Now, the fourth key area that should be covered off is command training. Now, there are so many different commands out there and often this is the real problem that we get confused about what we should be training our dog and what's important and what's not important. Look, when I was young, my very first dog, dear old Peanut, you know, I uh, I trained her to, she learned just over a hundred different words. I, You know, she knew the difference between doll and do- and ball and stick. You, you could train her to bring, fetch, drop, everything you can imagine. I, I actually got a little bit bored because I realized there was virtually nothing I couldn't train her. And once I realized that, I thought, wow, you can train a dog anything, given the right amount of time and a little bit of understanding of how to achieve that sort of thing. And you see it all the time in the movies. Dogs can actually learn any number of commands and then you just string them together into sequences and you can make them more and more tricky and it looks pretty amazing. However, 95, 99% of people, um, they just want a good, well-behaved, well-trained, happy, relaxed dog who brings them happiness and joy. Amen to that one. I hear people shouting. So I wouldn't waste too much time training your dog to do all these tricks. And that's what happens at puppy school. There's a lot of focus on tricks, high fives, roly polies, all that sort of stuff. Even training the fetch. Stuff like this is just fun stuff. We need to stick to the real important stuff during puppy training and puppy classes because the time that we have with um, you guys, puppy owners, is so important. Now, there are some commands which are are, are uh, yeah, they're more useful than others. And, the, you know, to give you an idea, the six that I focus on during puppy classes are things such as the sit, just because you do, it is good to have one command where your dog is learning to calm down and stay put. So we have the sit, we have the stay, where your dog will stay there until you actually release them and you can wander off quite a long, long way away. The release command is simply how you release your dog from the sit or the stay, and uh, that is the word okay. I use the word okay. You can use any word, though. The other three words, 
one of them is the word walk or heal. It's the one where you just get your puppy to follow you by your side quite nicely. The recall is where you call your dog to you. So you may have the word rover come here. And there's another word, another command word, which I, I focus on. And it's really for when you start to kind of take your puppy outside a little bit. And that's sort of a word which is, I use stay close or um, um, catch up. And you, what you're trying to stay, stay close, catch up, follow me. It's about getting your puppy to just focus on you and realize that you're sort of moving. But your puppy doesn't have to come right to your feet like they would in a re recall. They just have to sort of come a little bit closer. And it's for when you're at the park and you're going to head around the corner into some bushes and disappear out of sight. And you just want your puppy to kind of notice you and kind of come running in your general direction. And the reason it's an important word to learn or to use is more to do with the concept of... You don't want to be continually saying, Rover, come here, because unless you keep rewarding your dog, they're going to get very bored of it, and a lot of dogs, even with rewards, are going to get very bored of it. So you need another way of getting your dog's attention and just saying, hey, mate, catch up, stay close, don't get left behind sort of thing. And that's why I encourage people just to recognize that you need to start using a different word rather than continually shouting your dog to come to your feet. The recall is so important, you want to use it only occasionally. Now, on to topic three, which is options for socialising. I've already just chatted a little bit um, about the importance of socialising and how for some people you've only got a set amount of money and you're thinking about whether you should take your puppy to puppy classes, puppy training, or maybe save that money and put it somewhere else. Here's a couple of options which can work really well for some people. Socializing, as I mentioned, is incredibly important and you want to be doing it early on. You don't want to be leaving your puppy till they're five or six months old. You want to be doing it when they're a bit younger. The, the really important thing to stress is you do have to make sure your puppy's been vaccinated before you start letting them out at the dog parks, down at the beach, socializing with other dogs, going out onto the street. Check with your vet as to how um, the vaccinations are going. It's usually not a case of black and white. It's not a case of once you've had this jab, it is impossible for your puppy to catch anything. And likewise, it's not a case of until your, your puppy's had X numbers of vaccinations, um, they will definitely catch certain diseases or, or things off the street or the park. It's all a matter of percentages. So, and all vaccinations are different around the world. So you really do need to chat to your vet and ask them for their opinion, bearing in mind the fact that the longer you leave it without socializing your puppy, the trickier it can get. With that said, once you've, once you've ticked all that, you know, crossed, or crossed that um, hurdle with your vet and decided, okay, it's all right for my puppy to, to go and meet some uh, other dogs or puppies, you've got a number of options. Of course, puppy class is one of them. If you've got a bit of money to spare, then absolutely ring up your puppy class and, and find out what, when their where classes are. In puppy classes, they should have that place pretty well sterilized. They should be monitoring all the dogs who come there. They'll turn up their little passports showing what vaccinations they have. So that's where puppy classes and hopefully the vets, um, the classes at the vets and stuff and doggy daycares and, and, and parks can all, should all be pretty clean. Now, if you are taking your puppy somewhere else, you need to be very wary of how clean they are because one of the worst places is actually the dog park. The dog park is where all sorts of dogs can turn up 
And some of those dogs may have not had all their vaccinations. So be very careful. You might think the dog park's the best place to take your puppy, but sometimes it can be the worst because, you know, it's the dirt in the soil from the pee and the poo and on all the dog's feet. And there's, a, you know, a lot of, it can be quite mucky places, let's face it. Whereas if you go somewhere where there's not so many dogs been running around, there's probably less chance of there being um, your puppy catching one of those sort of diseases which you want to keep away from. Now, when you get to the park, one of the whole points of this is I've been pointing out um, how you don't have to just socialize your puppy with little puppies. Sometimes the best dogs for your puppy to socialize with are much older dogs, calmer dogs. You know, my 10-year-old Peanut is one of the best dogs any puppy can ever meet. She's so calm, chilled out. It's a bit like, you know, sometimes the best human for a child is sort of a grandparent. They've just got all the time in the world to sit patiently with them. And uh, it's great for little children to be with older people and get used to them. Of course, they still want to get on with kids their own age so they can meet puppies as well. But in the, in the, real, in the real world, there's all sorts of aged dogs out there. And the sooner your puppy gets used to them, I'd say the better. Which is why I have my big dogs, my five-year-old, one-and-a-half-year-old and ten-year-old in the class. And the puppies really enjoy their presence being there. So if you've got friends maybe who've got older dogs, you can chat to them about them maybe coming round to your, your garden, meeting your puppy. Of course, check that the vaccinations are up to date. And then just see how it goes. You'll be very surprised how well they actually get on, generally speaking. But also down at the dog park, down at the beach, if you're at the beach, you can go down to the low water tide mark. It's better than the high water tide mark because it's always going to be cleaner down there. It's going to get salt washed twice a day. And you see dogs coming at the park. You see dogs coming at the beach. Just check them out. Go with your gut feel. Does the dog look calm and relaxed? Is the owner sort of giving you the thumbs up? If so, then, you know, there's... A lot of different ways you can inter interact them, uh, introduce them, whether you've got your puppy on a line. There's not one set way. But really it's about gauging with your gut instinct. Does the dog, does the owner who's coming towards me look like they've got a fairly calm, happy, chilled out, relaxed dog? In which case it could be a wonderful opportunity for a little bit of socialization. So there you have a couple of options down at the beach or the park just out there meeting dogs and letting your puppy play with them getting a friend to come over your puppy classes the other one of course is doggy daycare doggy daycare can be a fantastic opportunity where you take a little puppy it's whatever 16 weeks old and you leave them there for a day and the thing about doggy daycare is your dog can be there for sort of six or eight hours and they can and it can really form some good friendships um and don't worry about doggy daycares. You've got to check them out and chat to people. But people generally who run these doggy daycares know what they're doing. They love dogs. They take care of them. They know that they need to rest them and give them little breaks where they can go to sleep. And they match them up with the right personality dogs and the right age dogs. Again, you go to doggy daycares, quite often you'll have slightly older dogs with some of the little puppies because those older dogs just want to chill out and lie there. And so they're doing the same thing as what I suggest. It's just another way of doing it which can actually be better because the dogs get puppies get longer time to sort of fit into that routine. Often it takes a dog half an hour to calm down and, and run some of their steam off, and uh, or an hour. So at the end of that hour, they start to relax there, fall asleep, they wake up, and yeah, this puppy's still there, and small dogs, and they have another little play, and then they go back to sleep, then they have the dinner, and then they wake up, and they just get used to it, much uh, much like a child going to kindergarten or childcare. 
gets used to being there for sort of four, five, six hours. Um, it takes a little bit of time for them to settle in. Once they're used to it, they absolutely love it. So there's a couple of other options for socializing your puppy. And often value for money, doggy daycares can be actually really, really good because especially if you buy sort of a, a 10 week block in a, you know, a 10 week block of doggy daycares, you know, it might only come to, you know, whatever, 20, 30 bucks a visit which can actually be really, really good value for money when you break it down and think your puppy's going to be there for five or six hours each time. Okay, so on to topic number four, which is all about my puppy training program. I said at the very start that, you know, I've put together this puppy training program, which is a video website called www.theonlinedogtrainer.com. So how that came about was back in 2009, I really started to realize, look, there's so many puppies need help. So many puppy owners, not just in my country, but worldwide who just need this information. It's so important to prevent dog behavioral issues. And so I started to build it. And here we are many, many years later. There's over 250 videos inside the site. There's more videos being added. It's cost me a small fortune to put together, but I've loved it most of the time. It's been a lot of work. And that information is all available to you online, videos of my puppy classes. And of course, all these areas that we've just touched on, how to become the pack leader. And there's a whole section on becoming the pack leader. I've got five golden rules. Each of those rules is sort of a video of a consultation that I've had with a dog or a puppy. And now is the time that you want to be putting all this stuff in place. So there's that whole pack leader section. Then there's the puppy training section. And inside the puppy training section, there's masses of information. I mean, there's, there's videos of me running my puppy classes showing you, as I say, how to break up these puppy fights and little disagreements, how to socialize your puppy. There's a whole section on puppy behavioral issues. Like I say before, everything from excessive digging, jumping up, barking, biting, mouthing, chewing, submissive urination, toileting in the wrong spot. There's all those things covered off with, with videos of me working with puppies and dogs. As well as that though, there's a section called Project Moses. And that is um, a couple of years ago, I decided I wanted to get a little puppy and video the f- from the very first time that I set eyes on this puppy uh, right through to him being an adult dog. And that's what I achieved with, with my dog, Moses. I picked Moses up from the SBCA when he was pretty much eight weeks old. The first video is of me picking him up. And I look like a little kid on Christmas Day, to be quite honest. I can still see it now. I'm smiling away, beaming from ear to ear with this little dog the size of my hand. And now he's a, you know, he's one and a half years old. He's a big hunt away, border collie cross lab. He's a big boy and he's turned out absolutely fantastic. And all those videos, eight, nine weeks old, ten weeks old, each week there's sort of four or five uh, videos early on of, you know, him crying at night. What do you do? Well, I videoed it, me creeping down the corridor to stop the whining at night that's a great little video everything from him um, training him to be good around uh, noises uh, the vacuum cleaner meeting other dogs everything you can imagine that's project moses there's loads of other stuff such as tools and techniques and tricks that i use all day every day solving dog behavioral issues and in fact there's a whole section on dog problems from dog aggression pulling on the lead um, all that sort of stuff and there's um, loads more information there so If you're thinking, well, 
where should I be going or where can I find more information or I've only got a certain amount of money to spend, what's the best investment I can make, I suggest go to that site now and have a look because you can trial that site, you can check it out and then you can decide whether you'd like to stay on or not. And I think you'll find it's an awful lot cheaper to get real good quality information um, than you probably previous thought. That site again is www.theonlinedogtrainer.com. And that just about wraps it up for today. Hopefully that's given you an understanding of why I have my reservations about some of the puppy classes and some of the money that's being spent there and whether it's the best investment for people and uh, whether puppy classes are really saving dogs or actually causing as much of a problem as uh, they're actually solving and what we can do about it, where we should maybe be refocusing some of our attention in puppy classes, puppy training and to get everything back on track. Hope you've enjoyed that show. Hope it's all made sense. Some of those topics are a little bit controversial, a little bit tricky to get your head around. It's my passion. It's what I feel. It's what I see every day. And, you know, at the end of the day, the stuff that I'm talking about is what I'm showing people and what's getting absolutely amazing results, um, whether, whether these puppies attend puppy school or not. It's about getting information to the people who need it and then putting it in place. And uh, that's how we're going to change the world of dog training and make it a better place for dogs. So hopefully you've enjoyed all of that. It's made sense. Thank you ever so much for listening to this podcast. As always, have a great day. And of course, love your dog. You've been listening to another episode of the Doggy Dan Podcast Show, bringing you one step closer to creating harmony with your dog. 